McFarlane, McFarlane Energy, thanks so much once again for sponsoring the Brad Foe Show. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has listened, who has subscribed, who has rated and reviewed in a nice way, uh, who has enjoyed the Brad Foe Show. We obviously had Heim Bloom on last week, uh, still getting a lot of buzz, still a lot to pick through with that conversation. We want to thank Heim for, for doing that. I think that, uh, as he said, you know, I think that it was a it was a useful, productive exercise uh, where a lot of tough questions were asked and answers, and we got to sort of the bottom of some stuff, including, by the way, what you're about to hear, which is, I've always wondered, or I wondered for a little bit anyway, where you have the Raphael Devers and Mookie Betts situation lining up exactly. Exactly! Where you have a guy heading into the final year of free agency, you have a lot of conversations about trying to extend him um, heading the year before, you don't trade him at the trade deadline the year before, now you go in the offseason, and in the case of Mookie, you figure out if you can sign him, you can't sign him, you trade him, um, and there you go. Well, you know, again, now we're heading into that aforementioned offseason with Rafael Devers, and I want to know how... It was viewed by Heim Bloom by the Red Sox in regards to is it comparable with Devers in bets? And the answer I got was was wasn't what I was expecting. It was actually much more detailed than I thought it would be. And I again, like whether you agree with it or not, at least there's sort of uh, an explanation toward to, to the approach in terms of where the Red Sox are at now compared to when the Red Sox were at uh, when Mookie was around. And also understanding, once again, forget about the Tampa model. Forget about the Tampa model. This is the Dodgers model that they are striving for. And by the way, who wouldn't want to have the Dodgers model? I mean, it's, come on, let's go. But it's more about building up the farm system so that you can may, may, then make the big expenditures. Same thing. I don't know if you know this. I'm Bloom came from Tampa where Andrew Friedman, the Dodgers uh, chief, bosses. All right, so a lot going on this week. Uh, I know the Red Sox are out of it. I don't know if you knew that. Newsflash. But Xander Bogart's still in a batting race, uh, which is always great. Right now, as we sit here, he's tied with Aaron Judge. Uh, sad trombone for Aaron Judge this weekend, whatever. Uh, not sad trombone, but huge shout out to uh, Taylor, Taylor Halleck. My daughter used to be Taylor Bradford as of a couple days ago, and her husband Max uh, went over, went to have their wedding, the royal wedding this weekend. Such a great, great time. Certainly a hugely much better time than I would have had at at Yankee Stadium. Basically a better time than I would have anywhere else. That's how good it was. So congratulations to them. But why was a wedding it up? The Red Sox were getting swept by the Yankees. But as we sit here, Bogarts and Judge tied. For the the lead in the batting race, tied with three fourteen at three fourteen each. Arise is three thirteen right behind them. So this is going to be an interesting week and a half, a good one. Uh, but a good way to kick it off is to revisit what I thought was maybe other than maybe the Bogarts conversation. I mean it's a tie, but this part what you're about to listen to, Heim Bloom talking about the Rafael Devers situation. I think is maybe the the most important part of the podcast that we did. In case you don't know, Devers, I mean, he hasn't been great lately. You're sitting, he's sitting there. At, where is he at? He's uh, hitting 289, and he's got a uh, 872 OPS. So I mean, he's having a good year. I mean, with 27 home runs, he's having a better year. Carlos Correa is also hitting 289. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but just with 21 home runs. 
So, and you know, you know how much money he's making. But Rafael Devers, uh, he's still, I think, despite a little bit of a downturn here, nobody's backed off that this is an elite hitter, a guy that you want in the middle of the order, um, and and certainly someone probably going to want to offer <coughs> more than Matt Olson's deal too. Uh, but. This is an important conversation. We give you important conversations. We give you information. All of it's going to be a great week. Subscribe, keep subscribing, keep listening, keep spreading the word. Social accounts uh, at Bradfoe underscore show. Uh, no W and show, of course. All the accounts. Coop's doing a great job. Uh, we got baseball as a boring podcast coming up with Coop and Courtney and the whole gang. And uh, there's just a lot going on this week. And, and hopefully uh, we also may have a podcast with a batting champ. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right. All right. I hope everyone's getting ready for a great week. We're going to kick it off with the conference, Rafael Devers, Mookie Betts conversation. So Rafael Devers lines up right now like Mookie did when you took over contractually. Um, and what you did with Mookie and maybe I'm not going to be a hundred percent, but I going to be pretty close is let's see if we can sign Mookie. Let's make an offer. Let's see what we can do. Now it became clear. We aren't going to be able to sign him. So you get to January, you trade him and, you know, make that decision and, and you end up trading him in February. Um, with the understanding that Devers with, with also the understanding every player is different. Every scenario is different, which is, I, you know, I've heard that a lot too, but we can't ignore that this is elite player in, in similar situation. Can you see a similar approach happening this off season? Well, like you said, every situation is different. Um, I think one of the, <laughs> not to say that. <laughs> well, you said it first. I know, but by, usually yeah. when I say it, usually no, but this is this is actually yeah. a really important question. Yeah. And obviously, like I've said this before, I believe it. Like until and unless you know, the same thing uh, applies to Xander. Until and unless there is a deal, um, what I say doesn't really matter. And I know that, but I do think it's important to explain to people, and a lot of people care about this club and about these guys in particular. And it's important to explain to people kind of how we're thinking about it. Um, you know, understanding that we don't have any sort of a deal, uh, yet that ensures that Rafi's going to be here, you know, beyond next year. Um, I, and again, until, unless we do, I know a lot of this doesn't matter, but we are in a different situation. So for me, the Mookie thing, uh, what I will say about it is the organization at that point was in, um, a really tough position. Obviously, there have been a ton of recent success, but I think it was already pretty clear. And I'm not judging the choices that led to that success because it worked. And that banner, that banner is going to be right uh, below us, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, forever. Also, with a 60 year old um, playing on the fancy yeah. camp. Yes. Uh, so that is, you know, that that's going to be there forever. So I'm not judging that, but I think the fact of the matter was, you know. Uh, doing what was done to win that title and then try to run it back in 19. The organization at that point was in a position where clearly, just in terms of present outlook, just in terms of how good the Red Sox could expect to be in 2020 as they were constituted, was clearly not the class of the division and had very clearly, um, you know, we're, we're at the bottom of the heap in terms of the quality of the farm system. And there were a ton of commitments on the books. Uh, that, you know, we're fortunate, we're blessed with great resources here, but obviously you still need to 
be able to have freedom with those resources and a lot of those resources were tied up uh so it wasn't a very good either short-term or long-term position you know that was going to lead to some tough choices i didn't know walking in the door uh that you know trading mookie would be the right decision but i i did feel that if we got enough that aligned with what we would need to do to put this organization on more solid footing, that it was something we were going to have to consider. So recognizing, like I said, we don't have any assurances that we can give people right now in Rafi. We are in a different position as an organization where I think our talent base, the young talent in the organization is in a much better spot. And we are, you know, not, you know, committed in the same way financially to as to as many players as we were at that time so i can't make any guarantees still based on that obviously but part of what we have been trying to do is to put the organization in a position uh where we wouldn't we wouldn't be backed into that corner and i do think we made a lot of progress mm. uh, along that now with that obviously with mookie with any player even if you're in the right position you you look around the league and you're looking you know the teams that win by making these commitments when when they make those commitments where they're good for the player and the club where the deals make sense for everybody because this is still a team sport and you want to do deals that you can win with that you can build around the player in the right way and, and not end up backing yourself into a corner sure. uh you know sooner rather than later so you know that's what we're looking to do and we've been pretty steadfast that we are looking to do that but i think the organization is in a better position so, to be able to do that if we find that counter right to that if mookie takes the deal that you offer him then obviously you're to your point you're in you're in a bind right you're in a, you aren't able to still probably execute some things that you want to execute but he still takes a deal and it's still offered so um so it's still a lot of money right so that's why i guess i asked the question yeah so well, so the one thing i will say i'm not i don't want to confirm or <laughs> deny or address any deals because <laughs> by the way not everything right broadly speaking what you're saying about the organization is true but i i you know i got the, 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 the tick tock of what happened when what was before sure. me what you know what happened after i came um but it, it's not really relevant yeah those uh, yeah, those are big commitments. That's why you got to make sure you're in a good position to make them because they do come with risk. So what they you're saying is that, I'm, <laughs> I guess I say I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I guess I am. But the Devers, you sign, if you sign a contract, a big contract like that, you're in a much better spot to do other things than if you did do the contract before, then it would have been challenging to do other things. Then. Yeah, I actually got this question when I was uh, I was on WEI. I was on oh, uh, I was on Greg Hill. Are you sure they didn't but, ask you like, oh, go ahead. I mean, there's, you never know what they're going to ask. Yeah, yeah. But they did ask this question. They said, you know, what would you say about the perception that you want to build through the farm system instead of, you know, signing big contracts? And, you know, I paused for a while because you know, I, I was actually sort of confused by the question. And I basically said, why not both? And when you really look at it, it kind of has to be you, you cannot do this without a, a, a good. Oh, sure. System. You can't. It doesn't matter how much money you have. And, you know, I think the reason the Dodgers were in position to make the deal, both the trade and the signing that they did with Mookie is because he was going to put them over the top because of the pipeline, not only that was established in their big league club, but that they had coming. You know, they've been able to do the things that they've done, you know, with Mookie and then last year what they did at deadline and then this year signing Freddie Freeman because they have a lot of young talent to put around those guys. And if you don't have that, you are not going to win. Maybe you win once in a while, but you're not going to win every yeah, year. Yeah, and I'm not, so what I'm, you're saying, go ahead, I'm sorry. So, you know, to me, uh, 
that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that this is kind of an either or thing when when you look at successful big market clubs uh the the large commitments work when you can back up the bet with a lot of young talent now there's still better and worse contracts on the books when you look around you know mm -hmm. any market size so you know you do have to assess it in a vacuum but you also have to look at you know how is this furthering our goal of building a consistent championship contending club. And there's a lot of pieces that go into that and you really have to have it humming on all cylinders. So the context really does matter a lot. And, you know, even aside from any potential terms uh, with Mookie, the biggest thing for me was that we as an organization were not going to be in position to maximize what we could expect to be the best years of any deal. And we had to reposition the organization to get to a better spot. Now, we were hopeful that while we were doing that, that we had enough talent and enough resources that we were going to be able to win and contend along the way. Obviously, in 20 for a whole host of reasons, that just wasn't possible. But last year, we did it. We didn't get all the way, but you know, I think we could certainly say, hey, you know, we, toughest thing to do in sports, right, is to win and build at the same time. Uh, last year, we were able to do both. This year, obviously, we haven't done that as well. I think we continue to build the organization, but uh, you know, the things that we've done to try to, to try to do both at the same time didn't work as well this year, but the philosophy has been the same, that we ought to be able to, to win while we are building the organization to a point where these choices are not as tough because we're in better position. We're on See, more solid I, footing. We have more options. I think we're getting somewhere here. I think we're making like, so like in terms of clearing up narratives without, you know, like I know that you're in a tough spot, man. Like, because we ask you, hey, are you going to sign Devers? Hey, you gonna, well, how come you didn't do this with Mookie? Hey, but you, so you have to dance through the raindrops a little bit. But using that analogy, and I'm not saying you're where the Dodgers are. I mean, the Dodgers just, you know, they're 30, 21 games up on San Diego. They're, they're a wagon. But you're closer to where the Dodgers, how the Dodgers are going to be, or ended up being, than you were certainly when the Mookie deal was was offered. Um, so I get like, so I what you're saying, like it, to me anyway, that becomes a clearer thing, you know? Because like, when I ask you, I say, hey, you know, you you what if Mookie took three hundred ten million dollars? You know, instead, you know, but you you make a lot of sense. You have the backup now that you didn't have before. Yeah, and look, you know, I, I remember last year at the end of the season, you know, sitting there with uh, Alex and BOH and Sam, you know, in front of you guys. And uh, one, one thing that I, you know, I, I kind of chuckled about then, I was like, you know, folks, we don't get to start over with a two to one lead in the ALCS and see if we can finish it off. <laughs> Uh, we still, you know, this this was an amazing ride, but we go back to zero now in terms of the standings. We've we've banked a lot of progress that we've made in the organization, but we still are where we are, and we still have a long way to go with that progress. And you know, you look at uh, organizations that are doing it really well, and a lot of that stuff that that they do underneath so well that backs up, you know, what they're trying to do at the big league level. That's always a work in progress, and it, it certainly is still here. But I do think you know feel really strongly that we're pointed in the right direction with that. That we are on much better footing than we were a few years ago, mm -hmm. but we still need to keep going with that. Mm -hmm. And you know, if we make good choices, we should be able to win and contend along the way. And not every single decision we make along those lines is going to work out. And obviously, you know, this year, some things have not. And then on top of that, we've been snake bit both in terms of injury and just in terms of the way games worked out. Mm -hmm. You know, there's had this conversation with about 12 different guys in our club where they said it feels like every game we're in and then we just find ways mm -hmm. not to win them. And, you know, that that has there's been a little bit of that, too. But 
uh, the thought process of what we've been trying to do and the North Star that we're pointed to, that hasn't changed. So we got to make sure we keep moving towards that. And as we do, and as that pipeline fills out, it actually opens up more options for us. You know, we really want to be in a point where we have the whole menu available to us, but we have to be able to back it up through talent flowing from every direction. 